Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash sure. Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back again. I put on a brand new hat for you guys today. And uh, Brian was just away uh, last week. Actually, we we did an interview with uh, an awesome team that coaches with my company. And uh, in lieu of Brian, Brian being here, obviously, there's no replacement for that guy. Thank but you. Thank you. Brian, you were at an NLP conference, right? I so was. that's pretty, why don't you give us a little spiel about it? Yeah, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I got into Neuro Linguistic Programming because it's about one of the main cores of it is about communication. So I figured if I could learn how to be a better communicator, then I could learn how to be a better salesperson. I could learn how to, you know, communicate with people and be persuasive. And it was really powerful. So um, that was, you know, that's a, that's probably 25, 30% of it. But then the other 70% is really some life-changing stuff. I watched a person get rid of a phobia of swallowing pills. Like literally this person oh, had wow. pills get stuck in their throat when they were 14 years old. And has never taken a pill since because the, without crushing it up, because they literally were gag and they got over this phobia of that. I watched somebody um, do a thing called a parts integration. They weren't sure part of them wanted to leave their significant other, part of them wanted to stay. They went through that, they integrated it, and they decided that they wanted to stay with their with their partner. Big heavy stuff. So anyway, NLP is really cool stuff. I, I love it. I'm a NLP nerd, and uh, yeah, that's a super super quick overview of what NLP is. So really cool, man. So I think you. You guys should check that out because you know a big part of what brian and i do is talking about how to say better stuff to other people and uh, part, of that is, part of that is language right uh so today speaking of saying better things to people i really i was i was conflicted as to whether i wanted to play this call today brian it is it's very painful it's painful yeah. to listen to uh and but you know we want to we're here to make an impact we're here to teach some lessons and I think that there are several lessons in this call. And before I play this, and I'll probably have to, we'll probably have to say it while we're playing it and probably have to say it after we played it. So people don't think that we're just hating on this, this uh, uh, salesperson. I think that this person was uh, relatively inexperienced and uh, they were calling expireds and they sound like they're relatively inexperienced at calling expireds. So we're going to play it. It's painful. Just know that we're doing this in, in the effort of, of education. We're doing it for science. Okay, everyone, we're doing it for science. Um, not because we want to make fun of this person or anything, but let's hear this and, and learn the appropriate lessons that come along with, with this. Uh, Brian, I'm going to play it. You just give me a thumbs up when you can hear it. I cut out the agent's name and their brokerage, and so there's going to be a blip, and I'll just tell you what happened in that space. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Market. What was that? All right. So what just happened is the agent said, "Hi, this is agent with brokerage. I see your home came up uh, or came off the market." And then the the prospect, the expired, groaned. He was like, "Oh, okay, right." So right <laughs> there, we know this is not going to go well. And then the agent doesn't hear it and asks for clarity. So that's where we're going to jump back in. Yeah. Uh, this is the owner of 9165 Barty, right? Yeah. Okay. I just, I saw that your home came off the market today and I was calling to see if you were still thinking about selling. We're still selling it. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you interviewing agents for the job or 
are you going with the the same agent you had before okay now i'm going to stop here all right we've already now clearly the agents inexperienced right so a couple of things what we just heard is the agent said are what did he say are you going to interview other agents or are you relisting it with the same agent yeah basically yeah i would in this case i would not give those options in that way i mean i would ask are you interviewing agents i think that's a perfectly fine question i wouldn't that's add in, are you planning to relist it with the past agent because that's just such an easy one for an expired to say yes to and a lot of times they do uh so i would not even include it there what do you think no, it doesn't make sense to do that because ultimately it's not this powerful but like you know what? that's not a bad idea maybe i should listen with the other agents i mean why would we stick that in there there's, there's no, no there's no yeah. win but i, I want to go back before that so how do i how do i even say this you got to act interested i don't know what else how else to say that Funny i'm that bored it's, you're bored. Okay. It's funny you mention that. Okay, hold that. I want you to hold that thought. All right. And backwards, what I want to point out is don't read off the address to the damn person. Okay. If it's them, they know what the address is. Yep. You say your property on street or your house on street, right? You you or just in your home. Your I mean, home. seriously, they know what their home is. The only thing about home, and I did a lot of expireds is in a lot of cases, especially in a big metro area, I would run across a lot of landlords, right? And if I say home, then they're automatically like, oh, it's not my house. And then they think I'm out, I'm out of rapport with them, right? Fair enough. So I, in a metro area, if you run into a lot of rentals, uh, I recommend going with property. Hey, I'm calling about your property on Marvin Street, right? Right, perfect. And, and I, it's always your, right? Not, is this the owner of? Oh, hey, I'm calling about your, because they're either going to set, it's either theirs and they talk to you, or they stop you and they're like, I don't own a property on that street. What are you talking about? Exactly. If we make the assumption it's their property, first of all, it's going to be true 95% of the time. And the other 5%, you weren't closing them anyway because they didn't own the damn house. So who cares? So it's just like when you lead with somebody's name. Hi, Brian, this is Dale, right? Wait, this mm -hmm. is not Brian. Okay, well, in that one instance, great. You told me it wasn't you. Every other time, it's the right person. Yeah. And so, but I want to go back to the tone for a second. So I don't have the statistics on the phone. I need to get this, but communication, 7% of communication in per, in person is the words you say. 38% is the tone. 55% is your body language. We're going to take body language out of it completely. So I'm just going to make up a number. Let's just say it's 50% of what you're communicating is tone. What this guy communicated to me is somebody made me call you from a list of people. I would rather be poking myself in the eye with sharp sticks than be on the phone with you right now. Right. And, and here's the thing i understand you can mirror match the other person but you got to start out and act like you want to be part of this deal hey dale this is brian curtis curtis realty group da, 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 da. not hey dale this is brian i'm reading off a script you you don't know how right you are and let's listen to how this call goes okay i haven't listened to the call for the record you definitely <laughs> have to listen to this call well uh i don't know what's your uh what's your five minute agent Sales pitch right now. Why are you better and why are you different? Well, I'd rather give you the sales pitch in person with my business partner personally. Um, I guess. But damn, I put you I put you on the spot and you're not you're not performing right now. 
Well, we're one of the top producing teams in. No, in you, you. I'm talking about you. I don't talk. I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about you. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I told you this was painful. It's hard to listen to this. Unfortunately, this salesperson, God bless him for doing it, right? And, and running into the burning building. Unfortunately, he is now on fire. So, uh, but, you know, he he's doing, he's fighting the good fight. That's why I was, wasn't sure if I should play this, but let's keep going. Thing the, the team, I'm part of the team. That's, we, we come as a package deal. He's trying. Yeah, I know, but you're talking. You're talking to me right now, and your sales skills need work, man. They need work. Jesus. Okay. Um, it sounds. It sounds like you want to take a nap right now. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not really prepared to to pitch anything to you. I'm trying to set a meeting so that uh, yeah, my but team no, it's just can... energy, man. It, it's energy. So like, you know. <laughs> the energy that I'm getting from you, the energy that I'm getting from you is you don't give a shit and kind of just whatever. And okay. So I'm going to cut that off. That's why I played that. You said like from the very beginning, sound like you care, be on point, you know, definitely like you need higher energy. Now let's just assume that this salesperson, like that's his natural way of talking. Mm -hmm. That's one of the harder ones to work on. If it that's is. your natural way of talking, you literally have to pretend. Okay. Like, so you know, what's funny, man, when I first started doing these podcasts with you, and when I first started doing training on zoom, my kids and wife at home would be like, what the hell is he doing? He doesn't talk like that in real life. Like, I don't talk like this in my no. normal day to day. But you know, when you're in front of the camera, or when you're on, or when you're talking to people, or when I'm prospecting, um, when I'm talking to leads, man, like, I, I hype it up. I'm, I'm kind of a monotone guy in real life and, but you got to pretend. Yep. I, I, you know, Dale, it's funny. I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I use all my energy from about nine o'clock in the morning until about five o'clock at night. And it's doing stuff like this. And then I'm like, man, I'm tired. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, and I'm serious about that. I mean, it's a funny joke, but so I put a book in the in the chat, The Alter Ego is the name of that book. And if you're an agent who has very little energy on the phone, if you do, I would suggest you read that book for starters. Create your own alter ego. And people are like, well, it's not real, it's not me. I don't care. You suck. And I wouldn't say that. But you know, if you don't have any energy, if you don't and and think about this, ask wait, this wait, question. Wait, I think what Brian meant to say is. <laughs> For people that you connect with who like you, be you. For Amen. other people, be something else if you're in sales, okay? Right. Sales so I heard Joel Rico say this. Joel, I took the, the very first language class I took from Joel. And Joel said this. In, ev in every new relationship, there is going to be at least one person who's uncomfortable. Volunteer to be that person. In other words, if you're not normally like me and like Dal, but like how we, by the way, it's how I talk on on the phone. Like if you and I did, you know, if somebody calls me up and says, Brian, can I have 15 minutes of your meeting? I'm going to talk like this. This is how I talk. But come five o'clock after I'm done working, I'm like, I'm chilled out. So it's okay. You know, understand nobody but wants to be with the person who talks like this. Interesting study they did, by the way. They get they had person A who had amazing content and talked like this guy did. Person B comes on, has no content at all, 
that starts talking like me and Dale's excited and da 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 da. Here was the the comments from that research. It wasn't that person A gave better content and B, person B was more interesting. They said person B gave better content. He didn't. They specifically had no content in his content, and he was he was liked more. So yeah. you've got to you got to fake it. I don't know how else to say that. Can we get that book here? So Michael, I appreciate that. We don't sell books. Um, but you can get that book on Amazon. I've got it on yeah. Amazon Audio. Just say the, um, say the title of it again, Brian, and we'll we'll drop it into the chat, guys. It's it's in the chat. It's called the Alter Ego. Okay, I mean we'll like drop it in the comments on Facebook too, so oh, people perfect. Can later yeah. on watching this. But it's interesting. He talks about like Bo Bo Jackson, Beyonce. They're all people who have alter egos, like these really famous people. So it's a really intriguing book. Yeah. Um, it's uh, that's, that's so important to, to focus on because, like you said, I, I mean, I've known some of the best salespeople that I know are completely like full of shit. They just they talk out of their ass, yeah. but they have really high energy and they're really excited about whatever nonsense they just made up. And they're yep. really good at selling. Yeah. And, and we're not suggesting that, by the way, we're suggesting you be excited, be motivated and have good content. And not be and and not pull it out of your ass. Yeah, no, but yeah. but it, what I'm saying is that that what you're saying that study is absolutely true. Oh yeah, uh, and ener energy can carry a lot even if there's not substance, and there can be substance without energy, which doesn't go very far. Which is what we just heard in this conversation. Here's the other thing, the other big takeaway from this: practice, mm. practice. Like, don't and listen. You, you got to do it. I mean, when I first started selling real estate, I did the same thing, FISBOs and expireds. But I already had probably two or three years of experience of cold calling to do mortgage refis, right? And that's so hard. When, when, <laughs> that, and that's hard. And that's hard. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, when I went to FISBOs and expireds, although, of course, I had to learn some of the new objections or the temperature of the conversation or how to get in or how to turn things um, I had the, I had the experience of being thrust into a conversation with a complete stranger who doesn't want to talk to you, right. Doing that a lot. And so this guy needs more experience doing that. Like things like, all right, man, why are you better than any other real estate agent? You better have something to say. You better either have your quick elevator pitch. Hey, we're the top selling broker in LA County. And, you know, we sell one out of every 10 homes that get sold here. So clearly your agent uh, wasn't in our group and didn't get your sold or whatever the heck you're going to say. Or on the other side, if you don't want to do the salesman pitch, I personally like turning things around. If somebody asked me that, Brian, especially with expires, you know, if um, Brian says, Dale, all right, why are you better than any other agent? How are you going to get my house sold? Or how are you going to do better than my last agent? Hey, listen, I, I have no idea what your last agent did or didn't do or how he or she went about it. But what I know is you didn't get the results you were looking for. So what result are you looking for this time? Absolutely. And by the way, this guy was really focused on the fact that he was on a team. So all he had to do is say, as a member of a, of a team, our team does this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. Now, you he know, needs to have that out of his out of, out of his back pocket. And I know that I think he's pretty new or rather inexperienced. But the point is, at least be able to pull the value prop out quick, right? You you need to have that before you start having conversations. And here's the thing, and it's funny because I was talking about this over this weekend when we were doing some training. And 
you got to be prepared guys. You know, it's funny. I did this with a friend of mine's team who I coach out in, uh, in Sacramento and I got a list of how much money people make on the average, like doctors, attorneys, things like that. Honestly, not a lot more money than real estate agents, believe it or not. So we are on the same pay scale within a, a minor percentage of doctors and attorneys. Can you imagine an attorney going to a court and going, oh, I didn't read that case or I didn't look that up or I didn't, they would get slaughtered. So yeah. I, I for all of you out there, knowledge is, is important in our industry. And I think this is, you know, it's one of the bad things that happened during the pandemic. In 2021, you didn't have to have knowledge. You had to have a lockbox key. So, but now you need to have knowledge. You need to be able to explain the market. You need to explain where things are going. You don't be able to explain your value proposition. And like this, like it's breathing. And, you know, I'm going to guess, I don't know this, but I'm not super proud of this, but a younger version of me has done very similar things to what that guy did to that salesperson. Like, dude, you didn't do any trial closes. You didn't tie me down. You didn't, you know, I I just start, you know, rattling sales stuff at him. Yeah. Again, I'm not proud of that. That was a younger version of me, but that's what this guy was doing. That guy was clearly in sales and he knew what salespeople were supposed to do. And he shredded that poor guy. Yeah, so. I know that was, that was rough. Um, And, you know, I, obviously I think the, uh, the prospect could have done it nicer, but at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, we called the guy out of the blue and we had a very subpar showing, right? Yeah. And, and and it really kicked off with the noise that he made where it was like, oh, you know, which meant this was not the first expired call he had gotten from an agent. And so, you know, he's been down that path numerous times and just shredded one who had very, who had, who wasn't skilled and wasn't practiced. I agree, Deborah. Deborah says that he will be better from it. I completely Deborah's, agree. Deborah's tough. Deborah would Deborah Deborah's tough. I know Deborah. Thank you, so, Deborah. Uh, let me point out another thing too. One of the things that you have to do in every sales situation is take control. This guy completely lost control of this conversation. How do you know you're in control? You're the one asking the majority of the questions. The questions were going coming back at him. And right. so, and when do I lose control? When I don't have confidence and when I don't come in with a plan, then the other person gets to just take over. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, there are some people that you're just going to deal with who are going to take over because that's their personality, but that's probably less than 5% of the population. But yeah. if you go in with a plan, you will win the majority of the time. Yeah, it's funny you say there's some that will just take over. Yeah, sometimes when I talk to a prospect, I'm just along for the ride and I'm waiting for the, I'm going to buy or not buy, or I'm going to meet with you or not meet with you. And literally I'm just waiting for it. I'm like, yep. I'm sure we're going to get there at some point, you know, and I don't need to ask yet because it feels like we're headed that way. And you just wait for it because, you know, you just realize it's the, their show and they're not, they're not letting you in. What do we got? It's 20 K or more. Yeah. You don't pry. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. So uh, at the end of the day, though, I don't want to scare people away from from taking no. chances, from getting out there and making these calls. What we're doing is we're just we're just highlighting a lot of opportunity for growth there. But at the end of the day, that dude wins bigger because he what is it? Wayne's Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Exactly. So him failing that call and getting punched in the face or pummeled in the face is better than any of you listening to this who aren't making your calls or aren't getting those contacts. So any day of the week, that dude just learned something.
Well, because no matter how good or bad you are, you have a conversion rate. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I, it's great. I mean, I've had guys on my team who were atrocious on the phone. They still met our minimum standards because they were they had to make twice as many dials as a lot of other people. But hey, I I, I applaud somebody who's willing to call expires because if I put a hundred honest real estate agents, let's assume we could find a hundred honest real estate agents in a room. That was mean. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm any real estate agent. So, but if we put a hundred agents in a room and ask how many called FISBOs and expires, I bet you if they were honest and just a truly random sample maybe three, four percent. So the fact that he's actually even doing this, because it's not fun to do until you get good at it. And then it's still only a little even bit then. of fun, <laughs> just a little even bit of fun then. then. So yeah, full yeah. disclosure for me, man, like I, uh, one of the reasons why I stopped doing it is because I didn't need to anymore. But, you know, a big part of it was that I was a really experienced and good salesperson and did a great job for my clients. And I got tired of having to to always start from zero and mm -hmm. sort of suspicion and apprehension with people in, in those categories. And so that, that honestly is one of the things that's a negative pressure for me. But, but what I would say is that the, the four or five years that I did it consistently built amazing sales skill that I, you wouldn't other, I mean, it built muscle that you wouldn't otherwise build. If only I could get to the gym like that, right? I'd be crushing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And 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 I applaud anybody who's willing to call this was an expired circle prospect. That's a it's a hard job. It's also very you learn a ton of stuff and it's very valuable. So I've got to believe this. This is, you know, we 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 talked about NLP at the beginning of this thing. So one of the presuppositions presuppositions of NLP is there is no feedback, there is no failure, only feedback. So this guy just got a little bit more feedback than he normally wants. He got, so, a, he got a wheelbarrow of feedback. Yeah. And, and just think about that perspective. If you look at this as failure, I don't make the next call. If I look at this at feedback, I now know three things I can do better. I'm just picking that random number. And how much better is that? And so let's talk about something I think that probably maybe one or 2% of really good agents do, but it's a super powerful tool and will help you get ahead really quick. You, Dale said, listen to your calls, do that. Record yourself. Literally. How can I do that, Brian? Pick up one of these things. Everybody on this call has got some sort of smartphone device. I don't care if it's an iPhone or an Android, not going yeah. down that rabbit hole. But yeah. ultimately, they've all got recorders. So just record a phone call. Just pretend, role play, and then ask yourself this. Would you talk to you or would you hang up on you? And that gives you a good baseline of where to start here because so many people I'm going to be mean here suck on the phone. They just do because yeah. they never practiced. That's why I have a business. There you go. Uh, Cause that's what we do specifically, but, uh, and, but it's our mission to help people be better at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, cause it does, it, it kills me. Like I, I want to call that guy back, uh, that lead back, you know what I mean? Just yeah. to, so that we can win as salespeople. I, I take it personally that we didn't win in that, in that conversation. I completely agree. So Dale, there's a question in the chat. I would love it if you would answer it. And then I will give my answer to it here in just a second. And, uh, oh, uh, the voicemail, the Q, the Q &A. yeah, the voicemail. Give an example of a voicemail message on a new lead. One, don't leave voicemails on new leads. Uh, just text them because nobody's going to listen to the damn voicemail anyway. Uh, and then second, if you were using an automated voice drop system, like if you were, it, here's the other reason you're not going to leave a voicemail is because it wastes time. You're wasting time. They aren't going to listen to it and they aren't going to call you back anyway. So text them and you're much more likely to get an interaction. And that's what you want. Unless you're working in 
an older demo, like a much older demographic market where it's predominantly home phones that, and you're hitting answering machines, then leave the voicemail. Otherwise don't waste your time. Um, if you're using voice drops, um, you know, you can either go the route if you're, if I'm assuming that this is an unknown, uh, you don't know them, right? If they're, he said, a, he said new leads. So uh, it feels unknown to me. Yeah. So let's say that we don't know them. Uh, then you could use the mystery voicemail. Hey, this is Dale. Uh, really need to talk to you. I hope you can give me a call back today. I'm available somewhere between five and seven. Thanks. Right. Leave the number. You can do the mystery drop or you can say, Hey, this is Dale with whatever realty. Um, looks like your home value has gone up. I'd love to discuss it with you or, Hey, this is Dale. Uh, see that you inquired about something. Give me a quick call. I have a couple of questions for you. Here's my number. So any of those are fine, depending on which way you want to go. Right. So I, I was always trained this, Hey, this is Brian. Give me a call back when you get a chance. Like, like I'm calling my best friend type of thing. And, yeah. and I would actually, drop. yeah, I would actually say Dale, Hey, Dale's Brian. Give me a call whenever you get a chance. So theoretically that person listening to that goes, well, I guess I know Brian. Cause he sounds like I know him. That that's the first thing. Um, yeah. I default to if I've never spoken to you before, I'm probably not going to leave a voicemail. Here's why. I, I tested this one time with the follow-up boss. Follow-up boss is one of the official sponsors of Cash Call. So I, I, I tested this with a follow-up dialer one time. You can call 100 people an hour if nobody answers. It's 36 That's seconds for every phone call. That is a very good statistic to use. And you know, what's funny, man. Those are things we have to update constantly. So I was just on another webinar where they were asking me those specific questions. And it's been a little while since I tested a single line dialer, but that's super yeah. helpful. So I actually only did 10 phone calls on it, full disclosure, but I can extrapolate. So <laughs> I didn't actually dial a hundred times, but uh, I dialed, I dialed now, 10 times and it took me you, three minutes. And you know, now so. you have to go dial for a straight hour. I'm not going to uh, do numbers it. That won't answer. And I'm not going to do that. So yeah. anyway, but here's the here's the important part about that. It's almost task switching, right? So here's the I want you guys to think about this. If your objective is to get more phone calls, so in 36 seconds the the phone picks up. And it's going to take the, this. Hey, this is Brian with HomeQuest Realty. You've reached me outside of hours. Please give me a call. Da, 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 da. And then Verizon steps in and says, press one. To do. My point is, before you even get to leave the voicemail, we've added 10 to 15 seconds. And then you're going to leave the voicemail. There's another 10 to 15 seconds. So you can make probably double the number of calls without leaving voicemails. If you're going to leave a voicemail, let me come back to that. I say something like this. Um, it, either the one I said, or, hey, it's Brian Curtis with Curtis Realty Group calling you today because I'm following up with you in an inquiry you've made in the past. Please call me or text me when you have five minutes to chat. And then I immediately follow that up with a text message that says something. I hope you're having a great day. You know, I called a while ago, something along those lines. So, but don't leave them, you know, now past clients, people you've spoken to before, leave a voicemail. Oh, yeah. But you can, um, but here, here's the thing, man, like in real life, I don't leave voicemails for my clients. I don't leave voicemails for my past clients, my friends, my family. I yep. text them. My, my son literally doesn't have a voicemail set up. He's 23 years old, 22 years old, 22 years old. And if you call him and he doesn't answer the phone, you're going to get this user does not have their voicemail set up or whatever <laughs> the hell it says. Younger people don't. So it's going away. You know, it's funny. Un, how can I unset mine up? Is there I, a way to do that? 
I'm sure there is. You have to call your carrier up, but you know, you know the fun. only issue, the only issue there, I think, is that like the bank or like these old school institutions, the doctor, they won't text you. They only leave you voicemails, which yeah. is is infuriating. Yeah, I still have voicemail. I didn't set mine up, but you know, it's funny. There was a thing, and I swear to God, this is a real thing where some of the younger generation found a way to leave a voicemail a different way. And they were super excited about this. Look, we can leave a, an actual voice message. <laughs> they were, it, it was seriously, it's a study. They did it. And people were really excited about this. We're like, that's voicemail, you know, <laughs> and that everything old has become new again, but uh, yeah. the younger generation isn't using it. And I don't know about you, Dale, but I usually go through my voicemail a couple of times a week and go, huh? Delete, 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 delete. And I'm 51 years old. I don't want to listen to my voicemail either. The I most annoying thing they came up with was that voice text thing. I was like, that's oh, just a long, that's a long voicemail. That's how that flipping thing is. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm like, I want to read. I don't want to play your recording. I want to listen. I want to read whatever it is when I feel yep. like reading it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't, um, what are you saying? The Oh, you do it every uh, couple of couple weeks. I do it every couple months. Uh, I literally don't even, I, my outgoing voicemail says, Hey, this is Dale. Don't leave me a message. I'm not going to listen to it. Text <laughs> my, me. Mine's not quite that abrupt, <laughs> but, uh, maybe I'm doing it wrong. So anyway, mine says, don't leave me a voicemail. I'm not going to listen to it. Awesome. Uh, all right. Well, everybody great. Thanks for being back again this week. Brian and I will be back again next week to entertain you and hopefully inspire you to have better conversations. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate you as always. Appreciate all of our listeners. Y'all have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.